This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 372 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Podcasting and smooth strides. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Mill Creek Spreaders and Uncle Jimmy's Horse Treats. It's International Podcast Day yesterday, and Helene and I geek out with fellow podcasters from All Things Post and Biz Women Rock. Plus, Tack and Habit reviews new riding jeans called Smooth Stride. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network I think between Helena and I We've had about five hours sleep in the last couple of days <laughs> What's barely your get reason? the opener out. Well, I was at Disney for a couple of days, and would uh, you get all jacked up on on the magic? Yeah, we had a good, great time down at Disney. If you missed that, uh, it's on Horses in the Morning. Just head over to horsesinthemorning.com. We were live from Disney. I got to tell you, Helena, I haven't talked to you since. No, uh, no, I'm dying we, to hear. Yeah, we just everything. got back last night, and uh, boy, they treated us like royalty. We got Aww. there. We got there on Tuesday, and it was Doctor Wendy from the uh, driving radio driving show radio because show. she lives so close. And her her boyfriend Kyle, Doctor Kyle, it came up, and it was Jennifer and I, and they just they had it was a rainy day Tuesday too. It was rainy on and off all day, so they weren't actually running any operations. Um, you know, at the stables, you yeah, mean. no trail yeah. rides at the Disney stables, which are at Fort Wilderness, the campground. Okay, and uh, they so. They said they came over when we got there, and they said, "Well, we have a whole day planned for you." And they did. They kept us busy all day. Uh, they actually got some of the horses out, and they took us out on a private ride. I rode. I'll have you know. Mm. Did you see a picture of me so, in the saddle? So you guys got a private. Yes, we had two wonderful not- guides. We they took us out, and we saw all Disney Deer. All four of you? Yeah, all four of us went out, and, and Kyle, who never rides, went out. We figured, you know, if you can't ride a Disney horse, uh, yeah. you can't ride <laughs> yeah. anything, right? You need to go so. move to Mars. Let me tell you, these <laughs> horses, you didn't have to steer. They just went. They knew the route. It was so funny. You're going to get a chuckle out of this. When we got back, they had this platform that you just step onto the horse. You know, the horses I walk up. I saw that yes. picture. That's nuts. I want one. Yeah, that's no, it was so for, nice. That's great for Jennifer, who's, you know, Knees whose bones don't work the way they used to. Exactly. We said we're going to build one of these here. So, um, so we go out. We had a great time. I did very well. I was, uh, the lady even said, well, you have a natural seat for somebody who doesn't ride. And Jennifer's <laughs> always told me that, too. Come on, Glenn. A natural seat on a Disney trail horse? <laughs> 
And it was wet. They had had tons of rain. There were big puddles. So the horses were going around the puddles, whacking us into trees. And, you know, and there's no steering. I mean, they know the route. They know what a they're doing. A trail horse and a school horse is a trail horse yes. and a school horse. Doesn't but they're where they so live. fat and happy. These were the fattest, happiest horses. And they, this was the cleanest trail string we have ever seen. Oh, I you, bet. You take and, you know, if you go out right now to my pony, <laughs> and you go out the scooter and you rub him, your hands are going to be black. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't even touch my horses right now. <laughs> no. So we, I was petting and rubbing all over these horses, and I looked at my hands. They weren't dirty. Gosh. They bathe them every day. <laughs> so, you know, oh, these are pampered yeah. horses. Um, yeah. And they're fat. And Dr. Wendy looked at them and went, these are some healthy horses. Because, you know, one of the things, and, you know, I, we had some questions from some listeners about whether they take care of their horses. These are the best taking care of horses care of in horses. the world. Yeah. Um, there are 35 full-time employees just for the horses. Get out. How many horses do they have? 90 horses total. Uh, 90, nine zero. Nine zero. So they have a lot of draft horses, a lot of big draft horses to pull the wagons and the carriage rides and the trolley on Main Street and the parades and all of that. Well, if you think about that, 35 people isn't really that many. Yeah, and they have, you know, a lot of them that lead the trail rides because they do like four or five of those a day. And they they're always sending for weddings because the weddings can hire carriages, Cinderella's carriages. Yep. So they're always sending horses all over the different parks. And, you know, they're very, very busy there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's a coveted position. Uh, people a lot of times work for years at Disney before they can get in. Sometimes they hire from without, but a lot of times they hire from within. Most of the people we talked to had worked other parts of the parks. Yeah, you got to start in the tunnels, apparently. <laughs> and then they, you know, they really want these jobs. So they value their job at, at the with the horses. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a cool gig if you're a Disney cast member. So it was fun. Everybody we met was super nice and they, they really showed us around. We met the big boss who is in charge of all the horse operations for all the parks around the world. And he happened to be there. So we got to chat with him for a while. He's very funny. Um, and then the Robin who we dealt with just spent two days with us basically. And did, you know, we just had a great time with her and the trail ride, I got to tell you, you get to almost the end of the trail ride, and there's this gate that has to open to go across the road. Yeah. So the horses stop there. Well, they all they all pee on command at that spot. <laughs> the horses on all command stop or just out of habit. Out of habit, the horses all stop and they all pee at the same time. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I've never seen that before. That's cool. Group peeing. Well, you know, sometimes that happens <laughs> when you stop for a check when we're out hunting. Oh, that they all decide to go at the same time? Well, one person, one one person, pretty much, one horse will start to pee, and then another horse is like, oh, yeah, good idea. And the next horse is like, good idea. So you will get some that follow suit because, you know, that's what horses do. They follow along. But So how... Yeah, all right. But all of them at the same time. All at the same uncanny. time. It was bizarre. It was funny. It was so funny. Then you get back and you're in the little corral there where they where you get off your horse. And they tell you, they say, leave go of the reins. The horse knows the way. So you're completely leave go of the reins. And the horse walks up to the ramp and backs his butt over. And you hop off. And then he goes off to his little paddock area. <laughs> So funny! It's they're like animatronics. And then, uh, um, yeah, I was gonna say. So, so well, like, who trains these horses? Where oh, there's do they get a their trainer. We had from? her on the show. You can uh, uh, anybody wants to listen to that. Just go to Horses in the Morning. And listen to the live Disney episode. We had the trainer on. She's been there for a very long time. Lovely lady knows these people know their stuff. We were so impressed with how 
well educated these people are. They really believe in gentle training. I, I think that Monty would approve. Yeah. Um, okay. They really believe in that. She believes in the in and really spending time with the cast members who are coming in and training them right. They spend a lot of time, like if you're doing the carriage rides as a driver, you spend a lot of time with her training uh, before they'll let you out on your own. You know, they have liability issues to worry about too. Oh you know, God, so. yeah. And and they're under a microscope all the time. All the time. It's Disney. That's right. People exactly. are just sitting out there. There are people whose full-time well, job it is to wait for Disney to mess up. When you take the carriage ride, which they did with us later in the day, they had us carriage ride for us with the most beautiful, uh, with the most beautiful spotted draft. It looked like a mm. great big paint draft, and they had them all braided up the tail, and the mane was just beautiful. And they took us around, and it started pouring halfway through this ride. Fortunately, we were covered. Um, so... They're coming around. You actually go through the campground. Well, the campers at Disney have this thing. They decorate their campsites. So there were, and they all have these, you know the things you see at Christmas with the big blow-up things? Yeah. You know, that are 10 feet tall. They're blowed up balloons in the people's yeah, yeah, front yeah. yards of Santa Claus and everything. Well, they have them with Mickey and with dragons and all kinds of stuff. And they have them at like every campsite. So they're there flapping in the breeze and blowed up and stuff. And the horses don't even look. Nurse is like, whatever. We saw some Disney deer, a lot of Disney deer. They must have a ton of deer at the campground. So we were out riding. There was a bunch of deer right there in the woods. Uh, that was cool. We said, oh, you got the deer out for us. That's nice. Um, but they're apparently there anyway. Um, so, And they weren't animatronic. They were real. Okay. And uh, so we saw Disney snakes. We saw some black snakes. Uh, okay. So, yeah, there were... Uh, there were Wide variety of things we saw, but it was absolutely wonderful. We uh, we then took Kyle and Wendy over to lunch at uh, at Wilderness Lodge. They had never seen the lodge, and we went out to lunch there at a very fun restaurant. And then we we took a the monorail. They had never been on the monorail, so we did that, and we just had a wonderful time. The show went great, and they were terrific guys. She talked all about the history of Walt and his horses, and who who came in and trained him in the beginning. And this lady Robin just knows her history. And what was really cool, Helena, is she had picture books of actual pictures, photographs that she had put together and gathered through the years of her being there of Disney well, of Walt and his horses from back in the nineteen forties and 50s and oh, wow. she spent two hours on tuesday just showing us the picture books it was so cool i mean oh, we I bet jen just ate that uh, right up. And, and wendy too i mean we were all just sitting there just eating it up it was really really a special time so Aww. thank you to everybody at disney it was a lot of fun and if you didn't listen to it yet head over and listen to that episode but there's another thing real quick i want to mention and that is that it, it was yesterday international podcast day thank Woo-hoo. you to all of our listeners who posted our graphics and and promoted us it was uh it was absolutely wonderful to have you all of you do it we think that from what i was able to count and i didn't see them all obviously uh maybe between three and four hundred of our listeners posted that and uh said nice things about us uh we had over 200 people download the app yesterday Wow. So thank you to all of you for helping get the word out about us and saying so many nice things. We really appreciate it. So we're going to change up gears here a little bit, and we're going to go to our first guest. And we have more to talk about between Helene and I a little later in the show, but we have to get to our guests. We're going to talk not about horses in the first part of the show. We're actually going to talk about podcasting because it is International Podcast Day. We made it International Podcast Week. Uh, and Helene and I... I did I, that with my birthday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I did my birthday week. <laughs> you know, 
it's more like a month with your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But it's true. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about podcasting today because it is what we do, you know. And uh, Helene and I, we started this long, long time ago, eight years ago. And sometimes we just like to geek out a little bit. So we're going to get some fellow podcasters on. We're going to introduce you to some non-horsey shows and some really cool people. And we're, we're going to start with Neil, who is a Wild Side Media Group. Wild, wild style media group, and he has a podcast called All Things Post, and he also has another position with us you're going to find out in a minute. Well, hi, Neil. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we want to welcome Neil. Not only is he a cool podcaster and a member of the Florida Podcasters Association, which is where I met him, uh, he is also our brand new editor here at the Horse Radio Network. You're, you and all the people at Wild Style Media Group. Thank you. I for, love that you. name. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> it fits him, thank too. You. We're honored to be a part of the uh, Horse Radio <laughs> Network and... Uh, the name is exactly what it means. We just like to take things that are uh, a little bit uh, simple and make them kind of hot and fresh and wild. And you're, you are a movie a producer as well, as well as a video editor, too. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Uh, started my life in uh, indie film and then um, you know moved into video, obviously, because I created a video firm or business. And then we started managing musical artists and producing music. So I've kind of done it. All that's why it's Wild Style Media as an all-encompassing now because we do audio, video, film, television, corporate. So kind of have our hands in a lot of stuff, but uh, we try our best to just do a really, really good job. Tell wow, do you have do you have enough like? Is there enough going on in Tampa that keeps you busy? Because you know what's funny, it's a great question. I've actually, it's funny. Someone just asked me that yesterday about the market in Tampa, and I said, you know, I've been blessed that I've been able to be in this business long enough that now uh, most of my work is not in Tampa. I get a ton of work from all across the country, um, whether it be a lot of Orlando, where I used to work for the mayor, and um, I have clients like the uh, Lionel Train Collectors that they are they travel nationwide recording the trains, and we do all the editing virtually. So most of the clients we have. We get it virtually. So literally, we shoot a lot in Tampa, but we do a ton of editing from all over the world. Let me tell you something about those Lionel people. (laughs) Okay. There was, I I sat on the board of directors for um, the Conant Preservation Association up here in New England. And Uh one of our, our board members is, he's retired Navy. There's a lot of retired Navy around here. Oh, yeah. And he has... What what do what do retired military guys do when they with you know they get Lionel trains and they make these amazing amazing Layout. worlds that yeah. you have to call it they reproduce this world of trains so I can see how that alone might keep you busy enough yeah, it is the been... most stunning beautiful inspiring hobby besides yeah. horses. <laughs> you know, I never knew, uh, I never thought I'd know so much about toy trains until we've done seven years now of editing for their website. And just like horses that I knew nothing about, but as of right now, I feel like I could almost ride one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you there, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's exciting. You know, editing is taking me everywhere and uh, video is taking me everywhere. And it's just neat because my day is never boring. I will literally edit now a horse radio network followed by an indie film and followed by a corporate video, followed by a animation for Comic-Con. So it's kind of, uh, it really makes for an interesting day. Um, and I'm just blessed and honored that I can be doing what I love to do. And now, you know, doing it, supporting somebody as great as Glenn and, uh, and the network that he's built. So I'm honored. 
Well, yeah, let's we're talk very of, happy to have the professional touch. I'm very oh, happy to you. have help. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's talk. We are talking podcasting today, so let's talk a little bit about yours. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I host All Things Post, and uh, basically that stands for post production. And my podcast is all about the 400 people in the credits that you walk out of when you're in the movies. And uh, after you read the director and the actor, you don't tend to look for the sound designer the animator or the guy who does the, you know, all of the special effects. So um, we just recently interviewed the editor of Empire, which is one of the biggest shows in the country. And uh, we have really just put a big focus on putting a spotlight on the people that make all the magic happen. And so whether it's music, graphic design, um, film, TV, it doesn't matter. If you're behind something, um, even like I would interview myself as the editor of Horse Radio Network if I wasn't me. <laughs> it's just... Um, I'll come on and interview you sometime, okay, so, Neil? I really love Thanks. podcasting. I was just on a blab last night with Chris Kremitzos for, uh, with Amy Robles, and she's out in uh, the West Coast. And that's all we talked about was just how unbelievably explosive podcasting has been since me and Double O Glenn were at um, Podcast Movement. Um, and I'm just proud that you know we just turned a year old, and uh, we're doing really, really well. And now to expand into post-production of podcasts is just kind of a natural thing for us. That's my spy name, by the way, Double O Glenn. Double and, O Glenn. And Neil is Big M. And then Helena, we gave you a spy name earlier, and she didn't like it. She didn't but like I her didn't. spy name. Here's what we're going to do. Here's <laughs> what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, that, what spy name they gave me. And it's not bad, but it just it doesn't make me feel cool. And I'm like, I so desperately want to be cool. Yeah, she's wanted um, to be cool for about 40 years now. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> We're going to reset it now. (laughs) (laughs) You get one pin reset. (laughs) One pin, exactly. They, um, so for our auditors, you have, um, we're going to give you 48 hours to post on stable scoop what you think my spy name should be. And then we're going to vote, which is the best one. I don't know. And the winner will get something special. And what did we come up with her for Neil? Neil, was your idea. What name did you give her? Uh, we called her the Golden Bee. Yeah. The Golden <laughs> Bee. Goldfinger and Helena Bee. But we could just call you Stinger. <laughs> Ooh. That's oh, good, that's too. that's good, actually. That kind of goes with Helena Bee. Oh, of wow. Of course, the Golden Bee has a double meaning, and some yeah. days it fits her. So. Stinger. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Is that cooler? How about we borrow that one temporarily until they vote? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I like Golden Bee temporarily. I'm just so I. I well, we're gonna let we're gonna let our fans serve it up and see what they got. You know, now this could be an exercise in serious humiliation. Yes, it could, <laughs> and it probably so will actually. Up a floodgate of, uh, of, uh, we'll post of that on. Uh, we'll post that on our auditor Facebook page too. Maybe they can they can uh, come up with a really good one for you. Wait, who hired this guy? <laughs> Now you see why I like him, why we're friends. It all started at Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) It did, it did, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, Neil, you I listened to your latest episode of All Things Post, and I want to tell everybody that even if you're not interested in post-production, this guy was fascinating. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Price, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tim Page. uh, Page, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. The podcaster for lead pages, the conversion cast, but what he's really doing now is a lot of voiceover acting. So our entire episode was more about how he landed the Disney Miles from Tomorrowland commercials and some of the UFC things and really explored just the world of voiceover acting as an actor, not just as a recording person. And his episode is amazing because it was so laid back and uh, and really explore a different side of him because as a podcaster, that's all he ever talks about. So I think he really enjoyed 
just talking about some of his other talents that can be used in, in podcasting. Oh, and he just actor. went into the other voices like that. I mean, I, yeah, you know, when funny. I was in theater, it took me a while. I, you know, before we went out on stage, I had to, you know, cause we did, we did medieval feasts. So I had to get into the old, you know, old Shakespearean accent. It would take yeah. me 10 minutes of warm up to do that. He was just going in and out of them. I mean, so it's can, incredible. So can you introduce uh, your show now, your next bumper with your Shakespearean? Accent? No, see, it would take me 10 minutes and then everybody <laughs> be bored by then. So, oh, you're such a wuss. You have to like, I can't go in character. and out of it. I, I really have to be. No, I'm not method. I am more. What's the opposite of method? Uh, slow. slow method. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Methodless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was impressed by that. It was a good, it was a really good uh, yeah, his show. was show. really good. I, yeah. You know, I, I hope our show was funny as people see the word post and they run, you know, they think it's a tech show and we, we never talk about hitting shift F3 to make a parallelogram or anything like that. We, I really just interview people and try and get into the mindset of what made them an awesome editor or an awesome creative. How did they build that animation firm? How did they do, it's no different than any other business show except that we talk about Hollywood and cool stuff in the middle you know but uh but really it's almost more exciting to learn about you know how a sound designer comes up with the sounds for optimus prime and transformers is actually funner and more interesting than talking about marketing and and all that stuff so uh it, it leaves it cool because it is a business it is the film business but um and we do get into that but i get more just into the fun the mindset the creativity and what it takes to design that dinosaur or make the music that we listen to in the radio and it's really interesting that they, they they have unbelievable stories i think the show is just really interesting because of that and when you have a passion for something, when it energizes you and you've got an enthusiasm for it, um, you can take what may be mundane to somebody else and uh, polish it up so that it becomes really, to, to them, the same kind of gem that it is to you. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then the one thing cool about doing this show is I actually do it for a living. So I think in a lot of ways I'm able to kind of meet them on a level as a podcaster and translate what they're saying for the everyday person who just loves behind the scenes and they don't quite understand the software and the things that they use. So I try to be a bridge. I try to be a, you know, how do I say this in, in, in ways that someone that's in a stable could actually still enjoy it while they're you know, listening to a non-horse radio network show. I mean, I keep telling Glenn, I, I, I'm on the wrong network. I need to just change the show to all things horses and just retire. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. We don't make a lot of money over here, so you might <laughs> want to stay where you're at. You wouldn't be the first guy that we'd convert over to the dark side. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Most of us have to marry I mean, into it, Glenn, though. How long have you been married to Jennifer? Oh, oh 28 years. Wow, it, and it's taken her that long, and you now do have your yeah, own. Yeah, and I actually rode a horse this week, so there you go. Horse. There you go. It's uh, only taken 28 years. My wife's already looking for the exit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Neil, do you want to hold on? We have another friend coming on. Do you want to oh, hang yeah. on with us? Okay, Absolutely. good. Well, first, we have to mention that we're at the end of the show. Stay till after Tack and Habit till we do our review of the product at the end of the show because Neil doesn't even know this yet. We are going to play another podcast for you that Neil was on. It's called Story Jam Theater. Oh, oh, and no. it's like a tiny little TED Talk. takes about 10 minutes, and that's done by our next guest's husband does that show. We're incestuous today. Um, so our, uh, they do this show called Story Jam Theater, and Neil had a very funny story to tell <laughs> in Story Jam Theater. So we're going to play that at the end of the show. You have to hang around because it's very funny, and it's very embarrassing for Neil. So it's perfect. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Hey, but, dude, <laughs> you took the job. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have to talk about Mill Creek Spreaders, and we have to hear from our good friends over there.
So you've been thinking about getting a manure spreader? Well, here's why I think you should consider Mill Creek. They've been in business for almost 30 years with continuously improved designs to meet the needs of horse owners like you. At Mill Creek, models are virtually maintenance and trouble-free thanks to their exclusive sealed bearings. They're the only compact spreaders you'll find like that. Mill Creek customer service is second to none. Call them and you'll reach a knowledgeable person in their own factory right in Pennsylvania. With eight models available, they're happy to help you choose the right spreader for your budget and barn. Five models can be pulled with ATV or garden tractors. If you'd rather have a PTO drive, they've got those too. At Mill Creek, spreaders have the lowest sides and tongue weight of any on the market. One of the biggest problems we always had with our spreaders is they just rust. Everything rusts out, and then you have to replace the metal, and it's just a pain. If you don't want to ever have to worry about your manure spreader rusting again, then consider the Mill Creek Stainless Steel line. They are the world's first and only compact manure spreaders built out of stainless steel, and they're warranted against rust through for life. Julie Goodnight, clinician and star of Horse Master with Julie Goodnight on RFD-TV, has owned and used the Mill Creek Spreader every day for over nine years. She knows they represent great value and quality and is proud to endorse them. So for the best compact manure spreading equipment you can buy, check out Mill Creek's lineup. Years of trouble-free operation will get you out of the barn faster and give you more time for your horses. Give them a call today at 800-311-1323 or visit their website at millcreekspreaders.com. The perfect holiday gift. Well, we thank Mill Creek for being part of the show, and they're having a sweepstakes. That's right. Katie's going to be so excited to be introduced right after this. But they're having a sweepstakes and giving away a manure spreader. So you can sign up today at their website, millcreekspreaders.com. This is like a, a thousands of dollar value, and it's it's one of their stainless steel ones, which means it'll never rust, which anybody that's owned a manure spreader knows that's a problem. So head on over to millcreekspreaders.com and sign up for the sweepstakes today. Well, coming up next, we have a good friend of Neil and I's, part of the Florida Podcasters Association, has one of the best podcasts for women out there, has built a whole community around it, and is a rock star. Her name is Katie Kravitzos, and she is of Biz Women Rock. Hi, Katie. What's up, Glenn? Thank you so much. I uh, had to cover my mouth the entire time not to laugh over that uh, over that commercial right there. So hey, thank you. Appreciate we it. talk <laughs> about manure on this show. It is part of what we do. I love it. I feel at home already. Yes, we're <laughs> proud of that here. Well, Katie, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you had a busy day. And Katie, to tell everybody, is, uh, well, you would be uh, eight months, three weeks pregnant. No, I'm officially... What people don't know is that... Pregnancy is not nine months. It's anywhere from nine to 10 months. So I'm literally at nine months, one week right now and about to approach nine months with two weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the verge, man. It's, she's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Having a girl, right? Having a little girl, yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We have a new, a new little Greek girl in the world. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you find a saddle at your door in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay. We recruit them early. <laughs> nice. Well, I am from Arizona. I'm a Southwest girl, so I've got a, I've got a little bit of a little little bit of cowboy in me, a little bit of cowgirl in me. You know, like I got a little bit of that. I at least have red cowboy boots, so you know. I she think does, I'm, and she wears them proudly. We, she oh, was wearing awesome. them out when we were in Texas at the uh, convention. She was wearing yeah. them out there. How come you didn't take me to Texas? I have cowboy boots. <laughs> 
<laughs> you actually ride a horse. Uh, well, Katie, you have, and I, I want to tell everybody, and the, one of the reasons I wanted to have Katie on is her podcast is directly relating to about 95% of our audience because 95% of our audience are women, and most of those women are in business of some form or another. Uh, so they really should be listening to your show. It's called Biz Women Rock. I listen to it. I'm one of the guys that does because it's very interesting. You get some of the top people in the world on that show. Yeah, I've been really, really lucky with being able to attract some really amazing women, uh, literally in all sorts of different industries. I'm talking, you know, from coaches to internet marketing strategists to uh, you know, uh, manufacturing artists, all sorts of stuff. And they're, they're, they're telling their stories and in a very real way, which is why it's such a precious space for me, because that doesn't really exist too much out there where women are really willing to kind of open up their kind of, you know, open up the curtains of their entire business and their experience as a businesswoman. And we just have a conversation about what they've gone through. It is one of the that reasons is, I kind of like it. I think, Helena, you would like her show because they really do get in the nitty-gritty. She asks the questions, okay, how did you make that marketing work? Or, yeah. you know, you really do get it. It's not just rah-rah. Well, you know, the rah-rah doesn't do anybody any favors. And when you are a woman in business, you, you chances are you don't have a lot of time to sort through all the fluff. The fluff isn't going to help you. So any kind of real conversation, especially if it's an efficient conversation, as you might get <laughs> on a podcast, um, is going to be something that's worth listening to. So I think I'm going to dig in as soon as we stop recording. Nice. Right on, girl. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm really lucky. And I, 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 I set it up that way from the get-go because there's a lot of really great success stories out there and a lot of podcasts for great success stories to be on, but um, but I really wanted it to be raw. I'm very much a raw, vulnerable person. I tend to have the belief system that the more raw we are with each other, the more real and authentic we are with each other, the more that we can learn from each other and actually say, okay, I'm not the only one who has fallen on my butt, you know, 80 times. And 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 if she can get back up after that, then I can do it too. So it tends to be a really I will go to low moments and really dark places with everyone and they're willing when they're willing to share that gives a lot of strength to my listeners and that's what really counts. None of us have ever fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> Never, right? Never. This is perfectly from day one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, now you also have done something that is starting to happen in the podcast world. You know, podcasting. I think we all felt that since the podcast movement in Dallas, that we all felt that podcasting has really turned a corner. We've been doing this for eight years. We've been doing a very long time. You know, forty three hundred episodes, and I. I feel for the first time that podcasting starting to become mainstream. Helene and I have fought this battle for a long time, and we finally feel like it is really becoming mainstream. And just, I think, Helena, too, from yesterday, from International Pod, uh, Podcast Day, when we had tons, hundreds of our listeners posting about us yesterday, uh, that was pretty cool. Don't you guys feel that we're turning the corner a bit here, finally, after all this time? I do. I do. I yeah, I think that um and I, I think that the more and it's truthfully happened because we've become more mobile as a society, meaning we have more devices that we can take with us all the time. And the, I think the mobile phone has really done a fantastic job of completely shifting that paradigm. And so because of that, we can we now have the, all of this on-demand content. And I think now, you know, podcasts are really just seen as another venue to get this on-demand content. And more and more people are sharing it. More and more people are falling in love with the platform. And um, and so, 
you know, awesome people like you have been doing this for eight years are finally feeling that like, oh, wow, awesome. We've got this whole new slew of, of folks coming that are getting introduced to this. So I, I think it is, and I truly love it. It's, you know, it it is, it's the on-demand thing. I mean, um, television has followed suit now. Uh, very few people are actually slaves to um, the broadcaster schedules. We we want to consume this media when it's convenient for us. And, you know, Katie's right. The mobile revolution has sort of facilitated that. And the big guys are on board now. Like, Glenn, you have a streaming box. Who who has cable anymore? You know, um, and so that's not just true for our visual media. It's also true for audio like radio when, you know, radio went from radio to set. We went from AM to FM to satellite and now to um, to, to podcasting. And then don't forget, there's also periscoping. So it has everything to do with this on demand thing. And what I think is the most important about the on demand thing is that people are listening when they're ready to hear. So we're tuning into these podcasts when our, what I, I have a funny name for it. I call it the impression octave when we're able to take in the impressions of what these people are, are broadcasting. So it becomes, so we absorb it more and, and I think it, it becomes more powerful, a more powerful communication and connectivity tool. That was perfect, Alina. I mean, <laughs> Everyone's dumbfounded. Yeah, it's like, well, okay. what else do we say after that? That's exactly that. You just described it in a paragraph. We're going to invite Helena down to do our like next keynote, Neil. Got it. We need to invite Helena down to do the next keynote. She could say it in five <laughs> minutes and we'd be out of there. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> no, it is right. And you know what else it's done uh, to add what, to what Helena said? And it's what Neil said earlier. Neil, are you still with us? Yes, sir. Okay, I was just making sure you hadn't fallen asleep. <laughs> I over do there. tend to lose people. Yeah, I was just yeah, still with us. Okay, um, just checking. Uh, but what it has done is, with regular radio, you would never have had a horse show like we do about dressage or driving or anything in the horse world. You would never have had a show about post production. You would never have had biz women rock. So what it has done is, it has channeled it down so far and so niche that now you can listen to exactly what you want to listen about. Not only when you want to listen about it, you can nail it down to a minute topic of exactly what you want to listen about, whereas you would have had to filter through magazines and articles and all kinds of other stuff to get that before. Well, Glenn, I think uh, Neil is actually a really great example of this. I think that's because the barrier to entry has become so low, like in a, in a great way, I think, because... Before, um, you know, Neil deals with all things post. He's dealing with anyone who does post-production in movies and audio and whatever that is. And, you know, if he wanted to create something like this that could sort of reach the masses and reach his audience before, he would have had to talk to the big, big boys. He would have had to raise millions of dollars to create, you know, whatever production studio and do all sorts of stuff to be able to just have the opportunity to get the message out there. And what it is now is... Neil can hang out from his own personal studio with his equipment that he's gotten that, by the way, and Neil has very, very good high level equipment because of what he does. Thank you. (laughs) But somebody like me who is not a production person can have a super simple setup and still do it. So we're not limited by the technology of it. And it's the, we are driven by the, the ability to be able to have access to everyone. And that access comes at a much cheaper price and easier to do because of all the tools that we have. And again, Neil's just such a great example of this because he's, he has such a niche audience and niche listenership and they can access him, but he didn't have to 
raise millions of dollars in order to do a production to reach Neil, them, you didn't know? raise millions of dollars? <laughs> no, I borrowed from Katie. Oh. <laughs> yes, this Women Rock was so big. I was like, could I just have a couple hundred grand? No. <laughs> She's absolutely right. right. And, uh, and, and uh, I, I agree 100% that I actually couldn't do this before. And it, it's it, because of the podcast, it's opened up tons of doors for not just me personally, but the business. So podcasting can change your life. You just have to be willing to develop great content and be willing to grow with it and and do the hustle. And you can't just, you know, make a show and put it out there. You have to, Katie puts in work. I put in work to our shows to be visible, just like you guys do. So it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. yeah th- so the accessibility works both ways for yeah. the, the artists who are, or, and I say artists, cause you know, this applies to musicians and other creative people, but yeah, um, it, it gives us the ability to, and, and I still think though, that there's a time, this will be interesting for us in the industry to watch how it shakes out. Um, there's, there are the good content creators and then there's the junk content creators and i think we're at a place right now where the good stuff is just starting to bubble to the top but i think the challenge too is how do you reach the people that you want to reach when they're completely inundated by a lot of junk too you know we still have that challenge of how do we reach the our our target i think that's a whole like online as soon as our world got into this online google you know, internet space. I think that that's true. And we're finding that is happening in all sorts of phases. Same with blogs, same with eBooks, you know, yeah. uh, self-published stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't think that that's a big worry just because yeah, when you lower the barrier to entry, you get a heck of a lot more, you know, like junk that comes into the marketplace, but consumers are smart and they'll find the great stuff. And so that's why the cream always rises to the top. That's why Neil has a hardcore listenership. They will find him amongst the zillions of other podcasts that are out there and just content that's out there. Same with the horse radio network. I mean, there's other horse stuff, people who love horse stuff, people who are putting out horse content in all shapes and forms. But because you guys do such a great quality job, you're going to rise to the top and people will find that. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that that's just a natural progression of anything that's sort of in this internet space. Yeah, I was about to add to that, that, you know, my, my dad always told me good is good and real recognizes real. And so I think even though you have a billion things out there, uh, once people hear a great show like a Biz Women Rock or, or All Things Post or you guys, um, they're going to they're gonna tell other people that are reputable. And then you're going to get that listenership that you want because good is good and, and real recognizes real. And I really I live by that every time I do a show. I love that. Mm. That is good. I like that, too. And you know what else, too, in the podcasting world is the ones who are really putting out crap that, as Lena says, um, <laughs> you know, they tend to go away because they don't stick with it. Yeah. Uh, they don't have know, a manure spreader. That's right. They, they, well, they need one, but they don't, uh, they don't stick with it. You know, they just they, they go away. So, well, thank you guys so much. I know Katie has another call. She's very busy today. So thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Katie, where do people find you? Uh, you guys can find me at bizwomenrock.com. I would love to have you stop by there. And uh, yeah, go listen to the show. And uh, thanks so much. And you have a whole me community. Here. Mention that really quick, Facebook and all of that. I'm a huge, huge community builder. That's probably my biggest uh, claim to fame as far as what I love, love doing. Um, so anyone who listens to my show, anyone who just loves whatever content I'm putting out and really identifies with this whole idea that biz women actually do rock and we're super cool, um, you can go join my community, which is uh, exists on a group on Facebook. So all you have to do is um, just go opt in on my website and you'll get the invitation for it. Helena, you need to do that. You need to be involved in that group. 
They're really cool. Yep. Yes, the golden bee says She wouldn't let me in. I tried. I tried to sneak in. I put Glenda and she wouldn't let me in. So I can't just say that caveat. I thought it'd be me and 20,000 women. I thought that'd be great. I was ready, but she wouldn't let me in. Katie was too smart for me. You're not the only guy knocking down my door. I'll tell you that. I log in as Molly and I get all of her episodes. (laughs) Speaking of uh, people, guys knocking down your door, Katie, real quick, let's give some love to the father of your baby, your husband, Chris, who without Chris, none of us would be here. Chris was the one who started Florida Podcasters Association. We would not be together on this call without your husband, who is a real rock star in the world of putting people together. He is a matchmaker. If if we were 300 years ago, he would have been a matchmaker. The, he would have been the ones putting the male, the boys and the girls together. Um, he's oh, yeah. He would have told the dinosaurs while the cavemen were. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be emotionally separate from this because it is truthfully a fact, but my husband is the best connector. He is. And the best community builder I've ever had the privilege of watching. Um, And so he has started many communities. Florida Podcasters Association is is one of them and probably one of the the most dear to his heart. And um, he has his own podcast, Story Jam Theater. And he, as as a matter of fact, he just got interviewed yesterday for uh, International Podcast Day. And, um, you know, like it just blows my mind how knowledgeable this guy is on this thing called podcasting and how much he loves it. And he just, just pours his whole soul into this community that he started. So yeah, he is fantastic. So big shout out to the boy. Good. Thanks Katie. And thanks Neil. And you can find Neil at all things post.net. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Good. Thanks Len, guys. Lena. Thanks guys. All right. Bye. Good luck See you baby. later. Stinger. Hello folks, Uncle Jimmy here and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products where funny names mean serious products featuring Uncle Jimmy squeezy buns the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love the award winning Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls Uncle Jimmy's sugar free ball the incredible licky thing also in sugar free the amazing Uncle Jimmy's pecker wrecker and the big licky the infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors. Apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed.
This Tack and Habits segment is sponsored by Sparkle and Boom. And Sparkle and Boom is the company that you want to go to for all your website and marketing in the horse world. Helena does a terrific job with her staff and crew over there at Sparkle and Boom. Take a look at them and uh, do it today. You know you need a new website. All of us horse people do. I do, I do too, so I'm with you. Horse Radio Network needs a new website, but you know you don't always have time to try and figure out how to do it yourself. You might as well get uh, a professional d- uh, to do it. And Helena's been doing this uh, social media new website stuff for about 20 years, longer than most of us. So uh, head on over to sparkleandboom.com, right? Yes, ma'am, sir. Uh, we have Coach Jen on from the Horse Tip Daily Show. Hi-ho. Hi, dear. Hi-ho. Now, Jennifer was she, with and us. The reason Jennifer asks is if my breeches are too tight is, well, because I happen to be wearing the product we are about to discuss. It's the Smooth Stride Riding Jeans. Ta-da. And Jennifer has a pair as well. Yes, um, I do. Now, what kind? They're, they they make several different kinds of Smooth Stride Riding Jeans. Um, what kind do you have? I got the, um, I think they call it extended knee patch. Okay. Extended knee patch. And I have the plain. <laughs> oh, you didn't get, you didn't get any patches at all. I did not get any knee patches at all. I thought I was getting knee patch, but apparently I chose something that does not have knee patches. And, um. The nice part about that though, is you like to ride in half chaps anyway. So you just put your I half do. chaps on. I do like to ride in half chaps. Um, I think, first of all, I have to say, I don't know about how you feel, but these are the most comfortable riding breeches, tights, jeans, anything I've ever worn. Um, I'm going to say these are the most comfortable jeans, period. That okay. I own. Jeans, period. Yeah, yeah. They they do. I, I would say that too. The most comfortable jeans, period. Yeah. There's no inseam. Nope. And you know, it's... It's another one of those products, and these come up in the marketplace every so often. They have a saying in the um, marketing biz, some products you don't know you need them until you have them. It's like, well, why does that seem a problem? Every pair of riding jeans and non-riding jeans ever made has that seam. It's not a problem. And then you wear a pair of these that doesn't have them and go, wait a minute, it was a problem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. How did I survive all this time without these jeans? How did I survive all this time without with that seam there? Yeah. yeah. I wore them all day long on Wednesday when we were out at Disney World. That was my uh, the maiden run for my smooth stride jeans. And it was hot and sticky out. And they're a nice, I'm going to say lightweight denim. They're not the heavy-duty Levi's like cowboys wear. So they were yeah. really pretty comfortable all day long in the, in the heat in, in Orlando. It's a soft denim. Yeah, it's not that hard, crunchy kind of old school denim. And they're stretchy, which is just an absolute must. I mean, I, don't, I think I probably reached for a pair of old school jeans a few weeks ago that didn't have any stretch in them. And I was like, what? 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 No, no. So these are stretchy. They have no inseam. They are cut. Um, they have a beautiful feminine cut. You know, they're not just straight. So if you're a super straight woman... Um, they do have, uh, although I have to say that they, they have a wide range of sizes, which I think are great. And they have, they come in long or regular. Um, but the waistband is slightly curved. Um, so you get good coverage on your tush. That's right. Your tramp stamp won't show. Your tramp stamp won't show. And (laughs) your, did you just say tramp stamp? I did. I was surprised. I I almost fell off my chair. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I can't believe you even know what tramp stamp is. Jen's like my big sister. You know, it's like my big sister knows what tramp stamp is. Um, so they're so they're a little curved. She has never in the back, listened so you, to any rap music, though. I will never. tell you, she's not yeah. that. So. Well, you get you guys listen to the um, that Transylvania crazy orchestra. Oh, the TSO. TSO. That's like heavy metal. Yeah, it is. So, kind of, kind of yeah. sorta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of close. To the, all right. Anyway, I digress. So they're cut. They kind of scoop around your your natural waistline in the back there with good coverage. And would you say they're they're not low waisted, but they're no, they're not, not terribly high waisted either. I would call them a modern cut because okay. mine mine probably sit right on the very lower edge of the belly button, which is comfortable, so that when you're riding it, you don't feel like you're getting cut in half if you're trying to jump or something like that. So I would call right. them a modern cut. But like you said, the the way the waist is designed, it's designed so that you can sit comfortably in it. And uh, yep. not have your your bum hanging out and have that funny little gap that that uh, flies can fall into. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. And there is also the other thing that makes these jeans really really comfortable is there's a soft felt lining that goes around the inside of the waistband. Yeah. It, you know, and since you don't have knee patches on yours, you don't know this. It's the same material as the knee patches. Mm. And when I first put these on, I just I just put them on really quick when I first got them to, to make sure they fit. That mm-hmm. was. Instantly, my favorite feature is the interior lining of the waistband is A, smooth on your skin if you don't tuck your shirt in. It doesn't have that itchy, crunchy, elasticized feel like some riding breeches do. Yep. But B, if you do tuck your shirt in, it helps hold your shirt in. It's awesome. It, it does help hold your shirt in. I have tucked my shirt in, and then it's definitely proven its worth in that alone. The other cool thing that these jeans have is... A cell phone pocket in the front of the thigh. Yeah. So it's on a slight angle and it's a, what do they call it? It's a slip pocket. You know, it it doesn't have like. Slash pockets, I think. Slash. Thank you. Slash pocket. Um, So your cell phone can fit right in there and it, it doesn't interfere with any of your leg movement or riding, which I think is really nice. Cause right now I stick my cell phone and I have one of the smallest cell phones on the market. I have a droid mini and, um, I put that in my pocket and, you know, you can kind of get it the right way and it doesn't bother you or whatever, but this is definitely the most comfortable place. And I think, I see, I like to have my cell phone on my body just in case my body becomes separated from my tack. So yeah. keeping my cell phone in a saddlebag isn't always no. a great idea. Dumb. So this really keeps it on your person without interfering with your riding, which is mm-hmm. a great idea. I love it because if you put your phone in your pocket, you're, you're fiddling around trying to get it. Well, your pocket's right where your body folds. It's just not convenient to get your phone in and out of there. And no, we'll, you got to stand up in your stirrups. And we did try using. Yeah. Well, I have the I have the Samsung Note, which is the big one. You know, the six inch one. He, he practically has a laptop, and it yeah. fit in that pocket. So even if you have a bigger phone, it'll fit. Yeah, it's nice. I like it there. And by the way, I don't know how you looked uh, because you have not sent me a picture, uh, Helena, but Jennifer looked really good in her jeans, too. That is my favorite feature. Yes. Is that Glenn said I looked awesome in them. I haven't seen Helena's butt in them yet, but I did see my wife's butt in them, and they looked good. You you will not. Only butt gets to see my butt in these (laughs) jeans. And everybody else that happens to see you in your jeans. Well, well, you so, have to be on the road here. You'd have to come to Little Compton and be on the road. All right. So there's six flakes in a bale. What do you give them? Oh, wow. I'm going to give mine five. Okay. Because I wish that um, they had a full seat option. They do. Well, sticky full seat. 
See, they're a little slippery in the saddle. Like, unless you have one of those beautiful butees. They do have a sticky full seat option. They do? Yep, full seat jeans on their website. Yep. And and it's it's the Euro seat design, so it's got the curve at the top. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so I'm that, gonna check that, that out. Yep. That is a that is an option, and that so they have the and by the way, this is a funny thing. You have to go to their website and check them out. These jeans run about 155 bucks, which is about the price of uh, higher end uh, riding pants, which and, is not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go see their sizing. Uh, their sizing is very funny. Uh, you can their sizing is all done by breeds of horse. So there's Arabian Mustang, Paint, Andalusian, Lusitano, Appaloosa, all the way up to uh, Lipizzan. So um, mm. you can, and then they also translate what those sizes are. But that's how you order them is is by that sizing, and they usually ship within 24 hours. You can find them at smoothstride.com. Jennifer, what do you give them out uh, of six flakes? Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I don't love about them, so I don't give them a full bail and make me and and sound, um, you know, patronizing. Yeah. Patronizing, yeah. but I can't think of anything I don't love about them. I'm going to give them five yeah. flakes because I have not yet washed and dried mine. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, so we'll I I don't know how they're they're uh, going to hold up, but even the pockets on the insides are pink, which is really really fun and girly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love this. I love this new Jennifer. Mine are <laughs> mine are are lavender. My inside well, pockets are ch- lavender. I wonder if they change it according to uh, the which sizing they are, because m- mine are this love are a lovely pastel pink on the inside. Well, you know, they don't use numbers for sizing. Right. They that's, use that's breeds of names. horses. Yeah, right. So so there's like the Nakoda, the Lipizan, the Palomino, the Morgan. I have the Mustang, apparently, because I'm a little wild. <laughs> a little wild. <laughs> and they, well, it's better than being an Arabian who's like really crazy. And and it's they, funny yeah. that the Arabian is the smallest size they make. <laughs> Small size, big personnel. Hey, let's mention something else, too. They don't, do come in three different lengths. Which yes. uh, is something you can't find 31, everywhere. 33, or 36 inch. So inch. if you're taller, you're going to be able to get these too. All yeah, right, that's it. Long or extra long. Thank you, Coach Jen. You're horse welcome. I'm going to go put my jeans in the dryer now. All right, Horse Tip Daily. <laughs> you can find her over there. And thank you, uh, Helena, for this report on Smooth Stride. Everybody can check them out at smoothstride.com. Well, we need to wrap this show up, uh, but don't go away yet because. We have a special thing coming up right now, and this is Neil's story that he told, like a mini TED Talk. It's about 10 minutes long on Story Jam Theater. And you're going to want to hear it. It's very funny, and it's about missed opportunities. Uh, But uh, Neil tells it very, very well. Uh, And that's (laughs) going to be coming up right after we say goodbye to you. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back again next week. You can find Helena at? You can find me at sparkleandboom.com or you can send me an email to helena at horseradionetwork.com. And thank you, everybody, for helping out and posting on Facebook and promoting the show. We really appreciate it. Welcome to Story Jam Theater. I'm your host, Chris Kermitzos. If you're moved and inspired by stories, then you're in the right place. This story was shared to me over dinner by a good friend of mine, Neil Gilarte. And after begging him for weeks, we got him to sync up his calendar and share this gem with us. Enjoy. I always love being introduced as an epic fail. <laughs> so, thanks a lot. <laughs> 
All right, well, who remembers being 24 and screwing up? Raise your hand. <laughs> Good, I, I don't feel so bad. My story, my story, still I still get reminded of my story every time I turn on the radio. When I was 24 years old, I was living in Orlando, Florida, and I had just started a, what I thought was the, the coolest internet show ever. It was called Inside Outside. So being brand new, we were content hungry, right? So any parade, any event, bat mitzvah, didn't matter. We were recording it with a host and with a smile. So Saturday morning rolls around. Uh, it was like seven in the morning because my alarm went off like it should have done on Monday, but it did it on Saturday. And I hear Doc and Johnny on the radio. If you remember Orlando, Doc and Johnny on the radio back then. And he was saying, hey, come to Walmart today. Today at Walmart, they're going to have this group. They're going to perform, get there early. There's going to be a lot of people. And I thought, I'm already up. Let me grab my camera. But I had no host. I had no one I wanted to go with me because no one cared about a group at Walmart. So I decided to go handheld, right? I figured I'm going to be there all by myself. I have no one to interview this group. And I have nobody to help me get the content. So I'll just go handheld. I get there. I get to the front of the stage. And there's a whole of 20 people there. So I'm looking around. I'm like, this should be easy. And then it got fuller and fuller. And it was all girls. Saw one. I mean, that could have been an opportunity moment, but it wasn't. So anyway, out comes the group, right? And they start singing the song that's on the radio, and everybody's going crazy, and I'm getting bumped from every angle. And I'm in the front row just trying to get a cool angle of this, of this, this group that's supposed to be really popular. Now, mind you, this was their first performance in America ever at Walmart. So <laughs> I was thinking, how good could this possibly be? Well, anyway, I turn around, hundreds of screaming girls, which is always a great problem to have. And, I, and finally, I realized they're about to finish, right? So I should, get, I should get kind of backstage where when they come off, I can maybe get a quick blurb from one of them or, hey, you're watching Inside Outside. So I go around the side, and there's this very big, bigger than me, you know, security guard guy. And I kind of sneak by him, and I stand on this little riser, and I can see the group, and they're just finishing their last number. They're just about to come off the stage, and I'm, I'm dying because one of them's really cute. You know, I know the girls are going crazy, so I got to get them on my show, right? And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there rolling, and you know, once you put your eye to the lens, there's no more peripheral vision. <laughs> and I'm sitting there zooming in on the cute guy, no pun intended, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see a big hand just kind of go whack. <laughs> and I fell off the riser, and he kind of busted my camera. And then the group passed right over me, literally, just kind of walked right by me, and I missed my big moment. Well, needless to say, I was kind of pissed, you know? So I complained to the guy, I want to talk to their manager. You know, someone better pay for this, this problem that I have. So the guy takes my card and then basically promises me a bunch of stuff, and nothing gets resolved. I missed my moment. It was a crappy day. About a, oh no. So then I'm going to leave and the, the group's manager approaches me and says, let me have your business card. Um, because this group, they're going to be huge. Who hasn't heard that before, right? They're going to be huge. You do not want to miss this opportunity. They're looking for someone to videotape them on a tour bus for a whole year. So if you're interested, I'll call you. We feel horrible. It'd be great. Just show us something you've done. So I give him the card and I blew him off. I said, who's going to ever believe in this group? This group sucks. On top of that, you guys busted my camera. You're at Walmart. What kind of promise plan is this, <laughs> right? And um, needless to say, I forgot about them. And I'm sure they forgot about me. That's what I thought. A year later, a little over a year later, I get a package in the mail. And inside the package is a VHS. Who knows what that is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I open up the VHS, and here's the epic fail. I open up the VHS, and there's a sticky note on the front that says, this VHS tape sold over one million copies. It should have been your one million copies. And I flipped over and it says, in sync, in the mix. 
So I immediately kicked myself. I was like, that's the cute blonde kid? <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Anybody know who he is? So it was an epic fail. And of course, my assistant editor wouldn't stop laughing, right? Because he remembers the whole thing and the broken lens. And it was in sync that broke your camera. That's awesome. My, my learning, though, of missing an opportunity to be on a bus with NSYNC for an entire year, you would think it would be that I missed out having Justin Timberlake as a friend today. But really what it was, I actually learned two things that day. One, I learned to never let your anger ever in business cloud your judgment when you're making an important decision. Like, don't make a life decision in a moment of, you know, utter chaos. Because what kept me from the bus wasn't really that they sucked. It was that I was pissed that the, car, the guard pushed me on the floor, played with my dignity, embarrassed me, broke my camera, and I was so angry about that and my show and my content, I missed the opportunity of a lifetime. And who knew if they would become anybody, right? It wouldn't matter. I still would have had a year of experience on the road. I would have been producing. I would have probably done something bigger than I am today. The second thing that I learned the second thing that I learned that day, it was kind of important because I use it to this day, and, that, and it's, a off, it's a cliche, obviously. It's to never judge a book by its cover. I saw that group, and I saw a bunch of little kids with dyed blonde hair jumping around. They were singing some Disney song a cappella, and I just couldn't see Justin Timberlake today. So just when you get an opportunity in front of you and someone new that isn't the pro that you are, hasn't had business as long as you have, and they're new, that could be the next Topher. It could be the next Justin Timberlake. So don't ignore it. Don't judge a book by its cover and never make a business decision when you're pissed. That's it. To learn more about our storytellers, go to storyjamtheater.com. Make sure to live a life worth telling, and we'll see you next week. This has been a Story Jam Theater podcast. Production support provided by Anthony Kovic of Real Video Production and Stuart Mackey of Mackey Productions. All stories are true as affirmed by the storytellers. Special thanks to the Film Commission of Florida, The Hive, and the Tampa Bay area. That's it for this week. That was plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping.